Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome. I'm going to share with you a number of thoughts from both Parsha's Acharimos and Kedoshim. The Ramban always has very profound ideas to share. So starting off in Parsha's Acharimos, we have Perik Tes Zion Pasagal. Uh, the Ramban brings down his famous opinion, which is, we know Chazal tell us, in muktum um there isn't necessarily an order to the Torah. And Rashi uses very freely to explain how things are not always in order. There's a reason that things are juxtaposed, because of lessons and ideas and halachas are learned from it. But uh, Rashi uses this a little bit more freely. However, the Ramban believes that when he goes through the Torah, he says, my opinion is that the whole Torah is always Kaseder, um, unless explicitly stated that it's not in order. So Ein Muktam Ulcha Torah means that, that there isn't an order according to the way the Ramban reads it. There isn't always an order. Sometimes the Torah explicitly tells us that it's not following an order. But other than that, it is in order. And he's trying to explain the first Pasuk, which I'm not going to go into, but the point is that just an important distinction between Rashi and Ramban. Uh, Ramban is a little bit more um, conservative on using that. Um, and often you'll see things in the Ramban that he doesn't like the way things are being explained, according to Rashi and other Rishonim, because uh, the Torah never explicitly changed the order. All right, so we move on to Perak Tes Zion Ches. We have the Avodas uh, Yom Kippurim is in Parsha Zacharimo. So it talks about the two goats. One is La Hashem and one is La Azazel. And the question is what this word means. So he brings down first from Rashi that Rashi says that the word Azazel means Har Gavoa Tzok Kasha. It's a hard and high area. That's the cliff that it's being uh, kicked off. And uh, he quotes from the Evan Ezra. Evan Ezra has a very famous esoteric explanation here. And the Rabban extrapolates on it. Alpi Kabbalah will explain whatever we understand uh, the simple shot over here. So Evan Ezra says that um, even the Sar HaMishtaleach, the one that's sent, is also for God. And you shouldn't think that it's for Avodah Zarah or for any other purpose. But if you want to understand the word Azazel, he says, you should look at its name and what it means. And he says, you'll also understand it when you're 33, which, what does that exactly mean? Um, and so the Ramban says that the Evan Ezra followed his usual practice he is always covering things up. And he says, and I am not going to be the Holech Rachel, the talebearer that goes to explain it, but Chazal do explain it themselves. And therefore, um, he says that Chazal tells us that the Sa'ir holds the sins of the Jews. That's Esav. Um, Esav is Ish Sa'ir. He's described as a hairy man. And Avonos, some of the Jews, is Avonos Tam, the Avonos of the Tom, the Yaakov Ish Tom, and the entire nation. So what does that mean? The Perkhid Lazar explains that um, Samach Mem, the evil Malach, who is really the Eitzahara and the Sarashal Esav, um, so he is given a bribe on Yom Kippur in order not to uh, mess up the Karbanos and the Tshuva of the Jewish people. And so to a certain degree, that's what this is all about. Um, and we're not going to go into exactly what his so explanation is, but I heard a very interesting shot, which perhaps could overlap with the Ramban, or perhaps it's just a pshat in itself. And that is that when we follow the Yitzhahara, it always seems good at the beginning. But of course, it's achriso ade oved. It's always destructive and hurtful. So one example that I once heard is uh, a man is very cold, walking on a freezing cold winter day, and he finds a 
tar machine that's producing tar in order to roof to put on a new roof. And he lays down and he says, wow, this is great. I could warm up. And as he lays on it, he's warm. That's true. But then he falls asleep. Well, meanwhile, while he's there, he gets burned onto the entire machine and it causes a lot of pain and commotion in order to get him off. And so, so too, Itzahara, he, he gives us attractive things, but they're only fleeting things. But at the end, we get sucked in, we get stuck. And so the Azazel represents this idea. It's Az, strength, Azal, that is leaving. And it's Azazel that is leaving. And that means that the Yitzhar appears that he has a lot of strength. Az is a, is a goat, it's very strong, and Az is very strong. But it's Azal, it's just, it's just fleeting. And when a person realizes that, that's the next word that the Ebn Ezra is referring to. It says Hamid Bara. It's just a desert. It's desolate. It's waste. When we, when we recognize that, then we recognize what's going on. And the, and the Ramban explains that the soda of the 33 that Ebenezer Ezra was talking about is 33 uh, words later, if you count. So you come up with a word, Se'irim, uh, and this is a commandment not to bring carbonos to Veshedim. So once again, it's explaining that you're not giving a carbon to a shade. You're giving a carbon to Hashem. But the purpose is to show Hashem that you recognize that it's Az Azal, that following the Itzahara is really destructive. And so by shining this light on the Samach Mem, you're actually bribing it and telling it, listen, you don't have anything to offer me. I know you have nothing to offer. I know what you're all about. You're fleeting. And really, the Itzahara's job is to help us serve Hashem. He's doing his job. His job is to be evil, so to speak, to, to a degree, uh, to cause us to sin. But ultimately, our job is not to listen to him and to follow Hashem. All right, and just moving on to Perak Zion, Pasuk Zion, that exact Pasuk itself, it says, La Se'irim, once you're not bringing a sacrifice to the Se'irim. So the Ramban says this refers to Shadim, and Rashi says this as well. And he says, you find in the Pasuk, it says, Se'irim Yerkadusham, that the Shadim are jumping there, or dancing there. And that's based on the Torah's Konim. Avram Evan Ezra once again says that the Shadim are called Se'irim. Why? Because they make your hair stand on end, it's end, Se'ir, it means hair, uh, Se'ir is hair, they make your hair stand on stand on its end when, when you see it. However, the Ramban says, I have a different shot, and that is um, because when the crazy people report that they saw Shadim, they always describe Se'irim, they always describe that they saw goats, so therefore that's why people just knew them as that. Why they appear as goats is beyond the scope of this conversation right now, but that is what the Pusik is saying. And once again, this is the Ramban Lashitaso, and this is the 33 uh, words later that perhaps the Ebenezer was referring to. So, of course, we bring Karbanas to Hashem. We don't bring Karbanas to, to the Seirim, and the Pusik itself tells us that it's prohibited. All right, two interesting Ha'aras on Parakirchas Pusik Beis, Pusik Dalad, sorry. So, the Ramban is talking about when a person does a mitzvah. Pusik says, You should follow my commandments. And the Ramban explains a very fundamental thing. That when a person does a mitzvah, because he wants reward from Hashem. So the reward he'll get will be in Olam Haza for Yamim Rabim, many days, Osher, Nechassim, and Kavod. And that's why it says, that if you do things, sometimes that's what you get, Osher and Kavod. Um, but if someone does a mitzvah, Almanas, that he wants, he says, Hashem, I want you to bring me to Olam Haba through this. They're, I'm afraid of the future. I'm serving you at a Yira. So that helps you get away from punishments, and you will have reward for that. However, the highest level is someone that's osing a mitzvah, he says, properly. So, therefore, you get the 
the bracha that it says in Parshas B'chukosai, you'll have all types of reward in this world for good life in this world, just like people want to live a pleasant life in this world, and also you'll get a full zechus there, a full existence. So again, we want to do things with Shem Shemayim. Says Ramban, there's another level. And this is going to be the second hara. But Ozum Kol someone that forsakes all of Olam Haza, Guf, and he makes himself as if he's not even physical. And their all their thoughts are only about Hashem. Like Elio, so he will live forever. His Guf and his Nefesh, and like Elio himself, live forever. And this is a whole discussion between the Rishonim, what exactly Olam Haba is, whether it's physical or not, between the Rambam and Ramban. We've mentioned this in the past, I'm not going into it right now. And so that's, and he says, like like the Medrash is about Chanoch and other Bnei Olam Haba that will, of course, have Tchiyas Amesim as well. And of course, we know there's different levels. Kol Yisrael Yeshem Chedek Olam Haba, the simple understanding of the Rishonim is that every single Jew will have Tchiyas Amesim, even if he serves Shalol Lishma, etc. But uh, the greatest achus will be to those that were living their lives in the greatest way. The Nefesh Chaim has another point over here. When, when the Ramban is discussing Eliyahu Navi and, and Chanoch, so the Nefesh Chaim is in Shar Aleph. He's explaining the beauty of Tefillah and the power of Tefillah. And he quotes from Rabbeinu Yonah. And he says that this beautiful, the beautiful words that I'll quote in a minute uh, from Rabbeinu Yonah come from his Rebbe, the Ramban. They were, they were actually relatives. They were cousins. And they had tremendous respect for each other. And the Ramban is in the, the words of Rabbeinu Yonah are found in Talmud Rabbeinu Yonah on Brachos, I believe. So there he talks about when you daven, that you should put your heart, Keneged Hashem. And he says that, that when a person davens, he should peel off his guf and he should stand in front of Hashem as an Hashem and purify himself and connect to Hashem in all of his depth. And he says that th- this was the words of Rabbeinu Yonah, he says, are obviously influenced by the Ramban here. That Ozum and Yonah Yom Hazav, and all their thoughts are only about Hashem. What a beautiful madrego we could do when we stand in front of Hashem. We put our feet together. We're like an angel. We say, Rabbanu Shalom, there's nothing else. I and Kefis in front of you. And there's only you. And that recognition of what tefillah is. Because I'll say that if a person davens and isn't answered, you should daven again. <laughs> so the kash is, what does that help? It didn't work once. What's the, what's the difference if I do it a second time? So the Mabit, who the Arizal said, he said the Shulchan Aruch was written by the Beis Yosef. Beis Yosef wrote a Shulchan Aruch for your for your your body, what you're supposed to do with your body in Olam Haza, but Ma'bit wrote a Shulchan Aruch about a Davin. So Ma'bit in Beis Kim writes a beautiful idea. He says that that Gemara in Brachas is referring to, a person should try to be Mavatal himself in front of Hashem. But if you Davin once and you weren't successful, didn't get what you wanted because you weren't Mavatal yourself properly to Hashem, because you weren't Mavatal and therefore Hashem didn't give it to you. Or you weren't Mavatal, therefore you you didn't accept Hashem's Gezerah and say, Hashem, I know you know better and obviously you're giving me what, what I'm supposed to have and you're not giving me what I'm not supposed to have. So you should daven again, and you should get closer to Hashem. That's what davening is all about. With beautiful words, powerful words. The Ramban teaches us how to daven to pull off our body, like the Talmud uh, Rebbeinu Yonah write, and the Ramban himself here as well. Pull off your body and connect to Hashem. Moving a little further on, Perak Yud Ches Pasik Vav. The Ramban talks about different reasons that the the Rambam in Moranivuchim and the Ebenezer writes about the purpose of. Of why Hashem asered Arayos? Like, what, what difference does it make if someone marries their mother, sister, etc., other people? And so the Ramban argues with them, and they, they try to give different reasons, and he says that the reasons do not make sense logically, and the Torah never says it. He says they're a chok, and there's also a sod, perhaps soda ibor, which I don't understand what that means, but he says they're a chok, and the Rebbe Shalom created 
created a world, and this is his Gezerah, and he says that Rebbe uh, Shalom knows what's best. But Gezerah who adaver haola al dasa melech Gezerah and a chok just means something that the king came up with. Shua chacham and hagas malchus, so he knows how his his kingdom must be led. And he knows the purpose and the value of what he's commanding. Perhaps some of his closest advisors also know a reason, but the point is that this is the chok and the gezerah that the king put out, and that's it. Moving on to Perik Yudches, Pasuk Chafhei, the Ramban makes one of his famous comments that he makes a number of times, that the ikr of the mitzvos, the ikr of the fulfillment of our 613 mitzvos is for the Yoshim Baritus. Hashem, and also says this besides the Safri. A lot of people have misquoted this and said that, that only Eretz Yisrael do you have to follow the mitzvahs, or that if you don't live in Eretz Yisrael, then you're not fulfilling the mitzvahs. We know where Moshe Feinstein, it was a posig Acharon, and he says explicitly that there's a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael, but it's not for everyone. There's a lot of reasons uh, that a person would be excused from living there, Talmud Torah, Parnasa, and other reasons as well. And of course, it's tremendous zechus. The person could be there. It's a, it's a land that uh, one could get closer to Hashem more easily, according to many. And um, there's a tremendous amount of uh, connection there. Then the Ramban talks about that the Avos only kept the Torah uh, fully in Eretz Yisrael. And that's why um, it was only specifically when, you, when uh, Yaakov came to Eretz Yisrael that one of his two wives, that he was married to two sisters, which is prohibited. Rachel and Leah were sisters. And since Leah was the one that was married second, she was one that was the Isser. So therefore, she died when Yaakov came to Shechem and got into Eretz Yisrael. One of the kashas that they asked, that the Chelis Mordechai asks, is that uh, the Gemara at the end of Megillah says that Yaakov was 18 months in Sukkos, and six months he was in Basel, and Rachel died right when they got from Basel when she gave birth to Benjamin. And uh, so therefore, you see that he was there for a little longer, and she didn't die right away. But he, but the... Uh, Chelos Mordechai says that no, the Ramban is, is, is exact in his words, because Shechem was the part that was considered indisputably Eretz Yisrael, and that's exactly where she died. And uh, the Ramban holds that Abraham Yardain is like Chutzlaretz in this matter. And uh, if you look in Vayishlach, Perak Lamagomel Pasuk he talks about this as well, that and the Ramban says that Sukkos was in Abraham Yardain, in the land of Sichon. And so it was only until they came to Eretz Yisrael um, that Shechem, that's exactly where uh, where Rachel passed away. So it's it's exact. That ends Parshas Acharimos. Now we're going to have four thoughts on Parshas Kedoshim. So we all know the first Ramban that, uh, what does it mean, Kedoshim to you, you should be holy. The Ramban says that you could follow all the Torah and all the mitzvahs and be a firm person, but you could be a novel versus a Torah. You could be a pervert that follows the Torah. And therefore, therefore after all the Yisurim that it was, that it Asr, the Torah tells us that you should be Purushim Minha Mostros. You should separate from Extras, because extras lead a person's heart astray. The Gemara in Shabbos says that Rishuba Levi went off the derech for a short amount of time because he was drinking up the wine and he moved to a city. Chazal tells us he moved to, his wife gave him bad advice and he followed her and she was a bad influence on him and he moved away from all of his friends and fell to a very, very big Yerida till he read Hacherish Hayalibam, till he opened up the Torah and read it. Their heart was uh, deaf instead of a Chodesh Hazalachem. And that's how, that's how low he sunk until. Finally, he repented. So again, a person could follow all the Torah. Chazal say in Gemara and Erevin that a person couldn't join the Sanhedrin until he was able to be Matar Basharetz. And there's many ways that they're Matar Basharetz. Now, what does that mean to be Matar Basharetz? The Torah tells us that the Sharetz is Aser. Right. But the point is that there's 150 ways to be Matar. You can make a Kavachomer. Umadach, the we find that a snake 
which brought death to the world. The original snake, Nachasha Kadmoni, brought death to the world, and it's not Tame. So Kol Shikane, a little Sharetz, a little rat, or a little rodent, or a little turtle, or whatever whatever the Shratzim are, big Machogas. So certainly they, which didn't bring death to the world, they shouldn't be Matame. And the Kabbalah makes sense, except the Torah tells us that Shmona Shratzim are Matame. So you can't join the Sanhedrin until you know how you're able to pervert the Torah, and that you're committed to not pervert the Torah, because you could pervert anything with your biases and your perversions if you're not accountable and not following what the Torah says. And so that's a novel versus the Torah, a person that hides and says, Lovin was that type of person. He said, I'm ethical, I'm right. That's why he called himself white. But everything was a white lie. It was hard to catch him. And Yaakov was Ishtam and, and was the Ish MS. And uh, everything he did was, was, was the truth. So a person has to be so careful and make sure he's accountable to a Rebbe and to other people, Chavrusas and friends and spouse, healthy people, that he is accountable, that he's always telling the MS. Perik Yud Tes, Pasuk Tes Zayin, the famous Pasuk Goselech, Rachel Ba'amecha. So why is it called a Rachel? We know you're not allowed to be a talebearer. So the Ramban says that because the people that start fights between others and tell over Lashon Hara, they go to their friend's house, the Ragel, to spy out and see what kind of negativity they can share. So they're called Hoche Rachel. And that's that's what they're trying to do. And so a person has to be careful. You know, is this the type of person that, that we are? Of course, the Rambam says that there's, the the Gemara tells us that Kat, Mesapri, Lashon Hara, or Enlo, Haba, this refers to people that do it on a constant basis. We all make mistakes. So you pick up a Sefer Shmiras Halashin of Chavetz Chaim, or you pick up an English Sefer, and you learn the Halachas, and you do Tshuva. But a person that lives his life, Rechon Litzlan, always speaking Lashon Hara, that's very, very damaging. We have Perik Yud Tes, Pasig Yud Zayin, Osisna Sachicha Bilvavecha, and then we have Yehavta Lerecha Kamochi, you should love your friend like yourself. But the Ramban says, well, one second, what's going on over here? Why does it say Yehavta Lerecha Kamocha? Why doesn't it say instead, and he says, it's impossible to ask a person to love his friend like he loves himself because we love ourselves the most. If we're healthy, we have a healthy self-esteem. We love ourselves. And Rekiva even teaches us, the same Rekiva that says, this is like Torah, says in the famous Gemara Babantia that your life comes first if you can only save one person. A person has a chiyav to take care of himself. But the pshat is that a person should love his friend in every which way, at least as much as you love yourself. If you want something good for yourself, you should want something good for your friend. And when a person, Chazal tells us that if you want to love your friend, you should do things for him. You should be generous. Because when we are generous, the word ava means hav, to give. Dessler describes this at length. Like Aleph and Beis. When we give and we're generous and we we love, that's that's where the love comes. The love doesn't come because it's just there and therefore we want to give. The love comes from the giving itself. And that's why the Pasuk says, We have to kamocha that you should bestow upon him that which you bestow upon yourself, that same love and that same affection. And we know that great things happen from people loving each other. When we love other Jews, there's a tremendous growth and connection that happens in Kalal Yisrael. Finally, the last shot is Perak Yates, Pasuk of Gimel. The Pasuk is describing Orla. And the Ramban says that, that Orla is that the tree is prohibited um, from being eaten for the first three years. And he says, that why are you not allowed to bring it as a carbon either? He says, because it's not edible. It's very small, and most trees do not give fruit that tastes at their full luster and look good and grow properly until after three years. And he says, again, the Yisod is that the machalam and the sarim, the things that are, that are prohibited in the Torah, are bad for your body as well. Meaning, of course, Hashem commanded them and they're a chok, but we have to learn the lesson that Hashem is teaching us that I don't want you to eat that because it's not good for you. It's not healthy. It's not good for you. And that's how we should train ourselves to look at the Torah. We don't always understand things. Just like a child doesn't understand all of his parents' rules. Why can't I go in that room? Who cares? 
Because it's dangerous. Why can't I touch that? Because you get hurt. Why can't I do that? Because it's not good for you. So too, the Rebbeinu Shalom knows what's best for us. And when we look at the Torah and we recognize that Hashem commanded us all these Torah mitzvos in order to enhance our lives and to make things that are good for us, we have a whole new appreciation of how Hashem takes care of us. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.